بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد ہونسلی علی رسول کریم اما آباد ایز دس واز دا پریکٹس ان دا پریویس ایئرز ایٹ دس ٹائم وی ڈیڈیکیٹڈ دس ٹائم ٹوڈز مراقبہ موت اور ریمبرنس آف ڈیتھ سیم تھنگ دیٹ وی ریڈ لاسٹ ایئر وی ول ریڈ دس ایئر اینڈ ایوری تھنگ از بٹ اے ریویژن وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ الذِّكْرَا تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ اللہ تعالیٰ says remind for verily a reminder is very beneficial for the believers and this is something that we have to remember every day this is something that we have to keep reminding ourselves of so therefore this the purpose of this is not just for this time in Ramadan while we are here in Atikaf while we are here in the Masjid but that this becomes part of our daily ma'amul, daily practice. That there is some time dedicated to the remembrance of death. There is some time that brings this consciousness in our hearts very deeply that this death is imminent. It could come any time. I have to be ready for it. So this book, which is compiled by the Shaykh Al-Hadith Ma'a Zakariya Sahib Rahmatullah Alayhi, Remembrance of death, this is what we will read from. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Hazrat Ibn Umar radiallahu anhu says, I was one among ten people who came into the presence of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One Ansari stood up and asked Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Who is the most intelligent and careful person? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam replied, Those people who remember death most and prepare for it most those people who remember death most and prepare for it most they are the people who have excelled in the nobility of this world and the honor of the hereafter in this hadith sharif Nabi Salaam was asked that who is the most intelligent person and among the most intelligent people Nabi Salaam described that the person who remembers death most The intelligence that is measured in dunya, that is very, very futile actually. When a person will be in the akhirat, this will mean nothing. The intelligence of dunya won't count. The intelligence of akhirat is what will count. In the Quran Sharif, Surah Yasin, we heard in the Tarawih tonight, Allah Ta'ala says, regarding the people who will finish off in Jahannam, وَقَالُوا لَوْ كُنَّا نَسْمَعُوا أَوْ نَعْقِلُوا مَا كُنَّا فِي أَصْحَابِ السَّعِيرِ لَوْ كُنَّا نَسْمَعُوا أَوْ نَعْقِلُوا Two things. That had we listened in dunya, had we listened, meaning not just heard where something fell on our ears and then we woke, woke up and carried on walking. We really heard with the ears of our heart. That was one part. لَوْ كُنَّا نَسْمَعُ أَوْ نَعْقِلُوا This word na'aqil itself already a person doesn't know Arabic also, you can hear the word aqil in it. But had we been truly intelligent, this is the crux of it. And had we been truly intelligent in dunya, then we wouldn't have finished off here in Jahannam. Because the real intelligence is that a person understands the path to Jannat. If he managed to excel in the things of dunya, had a lot of accolades for all the things that he managed to, all the degrees that he managed to amass, something a person acquired as a skill to earn halal rizq, that's in his place. 
But that itself doesn't make, it intel- make a person intelligent. Otherwise, all these so-called intelligentsia who have big, big degrees but don't have Iman. What is the use of that on the day of Qiyamat? When it will really count, that is the everlasting life. This will finish off. A person gain all that and his eyes suddenly close, what is going to help him? So if he used it to the extent of earning halal risk, fine, no problem. But the real intelligence is the intelligence that takes a person to the akhirat. And therefore the person who remembers death, the person who remembers death, he will be on that path that takes him to Jannah. So this is what Rasulullah replied and said, that those people who remember death most and prepare for it most, these are the people who have excelled in the nobility of this world and the honor of the hereafter. Commentary. Many ahadith under different topics have been narrated from Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa regarding the remembrance of death. Some of these narrations have already been mentioned under the hadith of restraining hopes. Amongst them the command of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa has been mentioned in different narrations that remember the breaker of pleasures excessively. Aksiru dhikra hazimil laddhat. This is kalam in nubuwat. These are the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Only Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa could have expressed it in this eloquent manner. We will say remember that. But Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa expressed the same thing in such an eloquent way that remember that which will sever all pleasures. It just takes the fun of life away. It just makes a person completely, that is one is the person is gone, those who are around also. It just changes everything. But now, often we only open our eyes when the time has come for the eyes to close. A person's eyes really open when the time has come for the eyes to close of dunya and the eyes of akhirat to open. So this is the aspect that we are being taught here, that to remember excessively the breaker of pleasures, that is death. So the Shaykh Ahmadullah states that I am mentioning this topic separately because of the importance given to it by Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa Excessive remembrance of death is a means of, number one, restraining hopes. Hopes regarding, obviously, dunya. If a person knew for sure, let alone tomorrow, let alone next week, let alone next month, let alone even next year, he knew for sure, but that five years time his life is going, 100%. Five years. But now what kind of hopes he'll have? What kind of long plans he'll make? How much more targets he'll make for dunya? How much more he will dream of expansion? He's got five years still. Let alone tomorrow and one week's time and one month's time. But for sure somehow he's been given that nobody knows when his time will come. Five years is a very long time. Five minutes is a long time too. But if a person knew for sure he had five years, even five years also, ten years, how many expansion plans he'll make, all that will just go away into nothing. His whole focus now will be that every day he'll be counting. Out of ten years, one day less. Out of ten years, another one week less, one month less. He'll be counting down all the time. So this is what is the benefit that a person then, and this is the reality that Allah knows best when our time comes, we have to go. So this preparation for that, and one very important thing this helps in, 
is restraining hopes. That a person doesn't have just unbridled just thoughts running away in dunya. Number two, preparing for that. If a person remembers that, he will prepare for that. One of the preparations for that would be that he will keep himself in the right environments. Because he's always conscious. I could just suddenly go. Do I want to go in a place of sin? Do I want to go in a place where Allah forbid if my ruh comes out at that time is going directly to Jahannam? So this will keep him preparing for that. Number three, non-attachment towards the world which is the actual object of remembering death. And a person's heart now becomes attached to what he remembers more. Now when he's remembering death, that is the gateway to akhirat. Al-mawtu jasrun yusilul habiba ilal habib. That mawt, this is for the believer who has this connection with Allah ta'ala, this is a bridge. This bridge enables the lover to cross over and meet the beloved. He wants to meet Allah Ta'ala, but he cannot meet Allah Ta'ala until he crosses this bridge. Bridge of death. But now when a person remembers death excessively, now his heart becomes attached to akhirat. And he's all the time talking dunya, thinking dunya, remembering dunya. So now he doesn't want to even think about akhirat. So remembering death, this has this very great benefit, that non-attachment towards the world. Number four, it prevents amassing unused wealth. Because the real benefit of wealth would be to him if he has sent it ahead of him. The Hadith Sharif Nabi Islam says that a person all the time he is saying, my wealth, my wealth. But, وَهَلَّكَ مِن مَالِكْ إِلَّا مَا أَكَلْتَ فَأَفْنَيْتَ Nabi Islam says your wealth is nothing. Nothing is your wealth. Your wealth is what you have either eaten or you have worn it in other words, you've used it. you used it in some obviously correct way. Either you ate it, you used it, you made some kind of good constructive use of it. Or what you sent ahead in the akhirat, in the form of sadaqah, in the form of other righteous actions you spent in the cause of deen. That is yours. The rest of it, in you are going, وَتَارِكُنْ لِلنَّاسِ وَتَارِكُهُ لِلنَّاسِ You're going to be leaving everything behind for people. Somebody else is going to have it. Allah knows best how they will use it or abuse it. So if a person is remembering that, now he will not be so much concerned about amassing unused wealth. Number five, it helps to gather a treasure for the hereafter. Number six, a thing which encourages repentance from sin. If a person keeps thinking of death, this will encourage him to repent because death could come at any time. So now this remembrance of death will keep him repenting as well. And number seven, it's a prevention from oppressing others and not fulfilling their rights. Because a person oppresses somebody in dunya thinking that he will now, he's still got a long time here, he'll get away with it, he'll sort it out some other time. What's the harm if he just does what he wants? But a person who's got death in front of him, then he is all the time conscious, I can only hope to get away in dunya for a short time. But akhirat I can never get away. And on that day I will have to pay back very dearly. So I rather sort it out now. I rather not even oppress anybody now. And if I made a mistake, I rather sort it out now. So these are the very great benefits of remembering that. In this, in short, this deed includes within itself many benefits. For this reason it is the practice of the mashayikh of suluk to specially advise their followers to meditate over death 
according to their appropriate conditions. This meditation of death, we have discussed on many occasions, but just to revise again, as we mentioned, all this is merely a revision, that it requires a person dedicates time. That dedicated time might even be just two, three minutes. But dedicated time to actually ponder that this is my last moment in life. The time has come for me to leave dunya. Now, everyone has seen somebody or the other leaving. Allah, mashallah. Everybody has seen what goes on at that time. What kind of atmosphere is around. How helpless that person is. So to think of this. These are my last moments. I'm now a mehman in dunya. I'm already on my way out. So now that my time has come. Now what goes through a person's mind at that time? At that time, what not goes through his mind? I wish I had made my qazaz. All my salah I had completed. But now is the time now. I wish I hadn't oppressed anybody. I wish I had asked maaf from everyone. I wish I wasn't sitting with people's amanat with me, which I haven't given them back and nobody knows about it too. I wish I had cleared all my records with people. I had cleared my records with Allah Ta'ala. And... and at that time, other things will go through his mind. That what's not on my phone? And this will be open somehow. What can be locked can be opened. Passwords will be cracked also. So what not is going to be exposed? What's hidden under where not in my house? All this will be opened out. So now thinking of that and making Tawbah, Ya Allah, I don't want to live in dunya in this condition. So now this is still, Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with life, I need to rectify all this. So a person now is imagining that last, that last stage first. The last moments while he's still in dunya, he's still thinking. He's there but he's already on his way out. And now comes a time when his ruh is leaving. And it is leaving, it leaves from the feet up. And he can actually feel it leaving him. Now his ruh has left him. Now he's a body only in the hands of others. Now to visualize the ghusl being given to himself. Visualize himself laying there in his kafan. And whatever the scene is around him. And then visualize his own janaza salah. All this, in that two, three minutes, he's going through the different scenes in his mind. Visualize his own jiraza salah. Visualize himself being carried on the shoulders of people. And being lowered into his grave. And now sometimes when a person is maybe driving or whatever, he suddenly comes down quickly, uh, road inclined very from a flat surface and suddenly goes steep down. person feels something, he comes quickly down. Actually in the mind he will be able to feel that, being lowered down into the grave. And in his mind, he'll be able to feel the coldness of the grave under him. In his mind, he will now be able to feel maybe some pebble that is sticking into him. Now he can feel the grave getting darker as those planks are being put into place. And then he can hear that sand being thrown onto the grave, onto that, those planks. And now it is him and his iman, his amal. Now will be the time of the questioning. 
And then the day of Qiyamat, the questioning on the day of Qiyamat, he's going through all these scenes, visualizing them in the mind, and then taking this opportunity that Allah Ta'ala is still opening his eyes and coming back to life, so to say. Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala has still blessed me with an opportunity to make amends. I still have life. This could have been my end, but I still have life. Now is the time to sort out whatever I need to sort out, to get my, the rights of Allah Ta'ala fulfilled, get the rights of people fulfilled, and to bring my life onto that which Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. So when a person will make this his daily habit, this is not something that brings its complete effect in one time, one day, but when day in, day out, a person is giving the two, three minutes, and it's very simple, a person is in the masjid, he's there already for salah, there's some time, he's completed his sunnats. Now that time is a very, very valuable time. Our tasbihat, much of it can get completed in that time. And many of these muraqabas that are required, there are many other muraqabas, inshallah, we will discuss as well. But in these moments, after fajr, before fajr salah, there's one muraqaba of Mawd can happen in that two, three minutes, or before Zohar Salah, whatever. Any Salah, that time, or a person needing a chance before Salah, after Salah. After his Sunnats are over, instead of just rushing back, he spent two minutes making the Muraqaba of Mawd, or at whichever convenient time. But dedicatedly, daily, he is giving time to remembering death in this manner. In time, this will settle in the heart. And then this will become a constant condition. And the benefit of this will be at the time when shaitan's temptation comes. And sometimes it comes like a tsunami. But a person who has been regularly meditating on death, at that time this whole meditation will come in front of him. He was giving dedicated time early in the morning, fajr time. But when the need comes, it will involuntarily come in front of him. And will become a barrier between him and what shaitan is tempting him towards. So this is the thing, this is the, the benefit of this remembrance of death, and this is why this is so important, Nabi Salaam has emphasized it, أَكْثِرُوا ذِكْرَ هَذِمِ that excessively remember that which severs all pleasures, al-mawt, which is death. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq, that we make this a part of our daily ma'mul, وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ سُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ بِحَمْدِهِ سُبْحَانَكَ اللَّهُمَ one very important thing to bear in mind is that we are in the masjid, in the house of Allah Ta'ala. So all the time to maintain the sanctity of the masjid. We don't do anything that is against the sanctity of the masjid. Especially those of us in Etikaf, today we are here still, we just started off. But as the days pass, we become accustomed to being in the masjid. And then we become relaxed. And as a result, sometimes we start, so to say, not being remaining conscious of the sanctity of the masjid. One of the very crucial things is that raising our voices in the masjid, this is not in order. So we avoid raising voices. Even if a person is talking something, there is some leeway to talk something which is within the permissible limits. Though futile things, etc., we should totally avoid. But without making any kind of commotion, noise in the masjid. And worldly talk, totally out of it's out of bounds, completely out of order. Talking, worldly talk in the masjid, in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says that a person who starts engaging in worldly talk in the masjid, then an angel addresses him. And the angel says, Uskut ya wali Allah. Oh, the friend of Allah Ta'ala, keep quiet. Now, 
the heart will hear it if he has this yaqeen that the angel has said uskut ya wali Allah and then he continues after a while that angel addresses him again and says uskut ya wali Allah oh friend of Allah keep quiet and when he continues till after a while the angel then addresses him again and says uskut la'anatullahi alayk that keep quiet may the curse of Allah be upon you so we have come in the house of Allah Ta'ala to take the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala what a tragedy it will be if we live with the curse of Allah Ta'ala. So this is something to be very very conscious about. That no worldly talk, business talk, other things. Yes, there's some times even something that is, it might be something light-hearted too. But not worldly talk. Not discussing dunya here. And be very conscious about the sanctity of the masjid in general as well. Especially noise. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq.